Welcome to Artistic Beginnings. I'm Mitch. And I'm Melody. We're siblings who grew up working in the entertainment industry and were deeply impacted by the arts. I'm a professional actor, singer, and dancer working in Los Angeles and New York, still pursuing an artistic career. I, on the other hand, am no longer pursuing that career. I went on to become a researcher, though I'm still involved in the creative industry. Artistic Beginnings is all about the winding artistic paths that creatives follow in their lives. We share these inspirational stories with you so that you can learn and grow as a creative. So, let's get into it! Hey everyone, it's June! (laughs) (laughs) And this is our cold open. Get your cold cuts ready, we're gonna have some sandwiches. (laughs) Oh my god. Welcome back to Artistic Beginnings. I personally cannot believe we are already in the month of June, but, you know, time is a construct. (laughs) That is right, that is right. How are you, Mitch? Good? I'm good. I'm dealing with all of the... um, moving services and things oh, yes. everyone's everyone's moving this month mitch, so it's, it's competitive so here's his address <laughs> <laughs> no we will not be doing that i don't want stalkers docks you on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i mean i guess it, it really doesn't matter the only people that listen to this would like just send me a, a nice a nice card they wouldn't like show up at my doorstep and be like hello <laughs> you don't know that tessa <laughs> tessa your new job um great well yeah no we have a lot of things going on but we're we're digging it i think since we have got uh one one of our special guests is watching a tv show with with melody i think we should talk a little bit about our favorite art of the week at as the the start of the episode and that'll be uh a nice transition into our topic of today same answer (laughs) no i'll i'll change it up i'll change it up you two can go first though who's who's our guest today melody (laughs) that's a good question mitch our guest today is none other than jojo hollis Hollis. (laughs) (laughs) formerly known as (laughs) but no we have we have our mom back on the podcast today it's very exciting for our new format that we're trying out what we wish we knew yes exactly it's a lot of w's it is what uh, we wish we knew. Oh, it ends with a W too. Mm-hmm. Nice. Smart. Um, so, many so Mom, would you like to go first? Or well, would you sure. like me to go first? Okay, great. I'm going to steal it. Go for <laughs> it. <laughs> We're watching Billions, mm-hmm. which is some of the best acting and writing and filming I've seen and storytelling and it's just it's awesome I actually Mitch was the one that turned us on to it you can't guess what's going to happen ever even like five minutes away from the beginning of the episode it's it's really well done and it's kind of cool because Melody worked with one of the stars when she was itty bitty Mm -hmm. so it's fun to watch (laughs) her and uh you know there's some stuff that's burned into my eyeballs that I wish I could erase. But Paul Giamatti the, yeah, and leather. Yeah. <laughs> in, I mean, last blood. night's episode was a, a lot. But yeah. literally one of my absolute favorite scenes that I've ever seen on television was mm-hmm. in this series. And it, it was fun. It's directed those, so well. Actually. Yeah, there like, have there been, been a couple. a handful of scenes where we're like, we got to rewatch that. Yeah, but yeah. it's just so brilliant, the storytelling and the, mm-hmm. the characters. and They're all so uh, interesting. They are mm-hmm. so interesting. And the actors that they get They're are real phenomenal. real people. That's, that's what they I think are. I like about it is that they all have flaws. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is like, I feel like we don't really see on TV too much because we see like the bad guys, quote unquote, have flaws, but not the regular people. 
It's also just, like, so out of our grasp of, you know, like, billions. Like, well, so it, much money and, like, the politics of it all, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's probably way more accurate than all of us would like to. <laughs> yeah, like to imagine. Think, you know? I mean, that's going to be our yeah. family when we when we hit it billions. No, we're never going to be like that. That's we would true. be nice. We would be like, we would literally be like not Dolly a nice Parton character. Because here's the thing. Dolly Parton should be a billionaire, but she's not because she gives away so much of her money. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, so we'll never be billionaires. No, but we'll be millionaires that give a lot and can I'll still be, have a nice house. You know I'm what okay I mean? being like, a thousandaire. <laughs> a thousandaire? I'm a dollinaire right now. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> One singular dollar. <laughs> Brutally honest on this podcast. Always, always. We'll be um, accepting donations at the end of this episode. No, <laughs> for Melody. <laughs> the, the Melody shit. Foundation. Oh my god. Got to give That's Melody so that funny. that solid Rent, foundation. Rental wench. <laughs> Rental wench. <laughs> Perfect. Or as I for, have started to call myself because I'm doing all the Trader Joe's runs, a Trader Ho. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trader Ho is good. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, cool. mom went. You want to go, Melody? Nice. Sure. Um, I would say billions, but I did watch, I watched a singular episode of Arrested Development yesterday, <laughs> and I forgot how good it is. I watched the episode where, I, like, season one, so it's oh, like season so one, it's episode season. three. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the beginning, and it's just, I forgot how nuanced the comedy is in that show. It's like, it's Tobias. <laughs> it's just incredible, and it's the episode where, um... Michael has to take Buster to, like, do all... Like, it's when Lucille, like, drops off Buster in the first three episodes, and he's just, like, yawning in all the meetings. It's so good. Yeah. So that's my piece of art, is just, you know, this is a uh, Jason Bateman stan account. <laughs> we love Jason Bateman in this household. We do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's good. I watched um, Hitchcock the other night. Uh, I forgot that he was core in that. Oh, I don't know if I've seen that, actually. The, I don't the think super, I've seen it either. The superhero yeah. movie with Will Smith. Oh, I've seen it. I think. Is that is Hitchcock's the one where he's like the drunk superhero, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure we all watched that together. I haven't seen together. it in a while, though. Like, it yeah. was, we saw it when, like, years and years and years ago. Yeah, it's yeah. to the point where I forgot that Jason Bateman was a core character in it. Mm. Yeah, that's not my piece of art, though. I, I okay. wouldn't call What's that art? necessarily art. <laughs> It's it's a blockbuster movie. Art is subjective, Mitchell. Yeah, well, it's not my art. Um, <laughs> okay. So what I would say for my week is we just started watching. Well, we, we just finished uh, watching. Um, I, I've already said this one before, but The Repair Shop on Netflix. And I really like that. But we started watching a new uh, British show called uh, Cabins in the Wild. I really like all of these like things where they're like not quite competition shows, but they're like um, architecture, skill. that kind of thing. Skill, yeah. skill driven. Yeah. So Cabins in the Wild is a competition where they're having eight teams build cabins that need to move around the country, countryside and be a pop-up hotel. So they all have to be inspired by the... The country they're in, which I need to recall is, um, oh, I'm starting playing it instead of, darn it. I need to see the info. Where's the info? Because it's, wor it's worth uh, explaining correctly. And the words that Netflix uses to s describe it is reality TV, feel good and inspiring. And I do feel good and inspired about it. So yeah, it's a pop-up hotel in Wales. So 
so hmm. the the cabins are inspired by by folklore and that kind of by stuff. Whales. So the first, the, <laughs> <laughs> those kind of whales. Of, I know, but it's just a bunch of whale themed cottages. <laughs> I mean, it's not incorrect. It's One's just, a humpback whale. <laughs> well, that's incorrect, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but the um. Like the first episode, they're like the cabins are inspired by dragons. Oh so, shit, that's so, cool. So one is that's like awesome. a big, like tiny dragon theme. So it's like tall. A big tiny dragon. I know it, it didn't <laughs> I win. Get what you mean. Uh, spoiler yeah. alert! Uh, wow, because they they do a head to head competition in each episode oh. where one cabin beats out another one. The one that won was the eye of a cabin, and it's really no freaking, of a dragon. <laughs> The eye of a cabin. <laughs> Could you imagine an eye of a cabin? It's a cabin that oh, it's is. It's a new show. I welcome back to Eye of a Cabin. <laughs> the eye of the cabin. Instead of Tiger. You get it. Oh, we're, yeah. we're doing yeah. good. Uh, yeah, no. Cabins in the Wild. Super enjoying it so far. Well, I am. Um, but that's... that's my art of the week. So that's fun. Oh, love it. Awesome. So why are you here, Mom? <laughs> I'm here to Shit. give. <laughs> My opinion on things I wish I knew when I started. Incredible. Do you want to just jump into it? Are sure. You, do you have? Like, I have okay, three you have things. Your list? Yeah. Here's here's the thing. We'll I follow ups if necessary. Yes. I I, oh, can can we also take a quick pause here, really quick, yeah. before you start? So I had a list for my episode too. <laughs> so we're prepared. I want to know if Dad writes down a list, and then Melody will be the one person in our family. That I could... would have written down a list, Mitchell, but we had some things going on. I, I know. I'm just teasing you. I apologize. Mom, go for it. I, I right. am a butthole. No. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm the eye of a cabin. <laughs> Don't be such an eye of a cabin. There we go. Point the of newest phrase. insult. So, so here's the thing. I was aware of this back then. I'm aware of it now. You could tell, you know, 20-year-old me this, and I wouldn't have listened anyway. And anybody that's listening will not listen either. But it's just <laughs> my <laughs> observation from my point in life now. So, mm. so one of the main things, and this is all pertaining to acting work, is to take time to enjoy the job which you never get to do because you're always looking for your next job. And the great example that I've had for this one is I was really fortunate and I worked um, for quite a while in a really, really nice resort in Pennsylvania. The resort was so enormous that they gave us golf carts to get from the lower part to the upper part. We lived in the lower part. Each part of it had its own pool, our pool had happy hour every afternoon with free cocktails and appetizers. You look like I've never told you this story before. The, we had main dining room privileges. We had golf privileges. I didn't golf back then. There was a petting zoo on the property. The place was unbelievable. And I was there, I think I was there for about eight months. I had a couple of contracts in a row. Um, but towards the end of it, I started panicking and rather than, aside from the fact that I loved what I was doing, taking full advantage on my days off, I would get on a train and go back to New York and audition because mm -hmm. I was worried about what came next. And I, it's so hard when, you know, you've got short contracts and you're always 
worried about your next gig to really be present and enjoy all of the amazing things that you have in your current job. You know, I remember somebody, some interview with Jennifer Aniston that said that the whole time they were shooting the Friends pilot, she was nervous that she was missing auditions. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's that same mindset. You really, you, you really should be present and, and enjoy what you have, but you can't be because you're worried about what comes next. So that's think- one. Do you think that that impacted the way that you performed in the thing that you were working in no. at the, the current time? No, it didn't impact the performance at all. It didn't impact the artistic experience. It just impacted the fact that, you know, you're a starving actor in New York and all of a sudden you're plopped down in the middle of luxury and you really can't even enjoy it. So, so it's more about like making sure that you're experiencing the moment and appreciating life, not just yeah. the... The yeah. work that you're doing. Yeah, I don't I don't think it impacted the work. I, I um it's just that you can't like you can't fully enjoy it and appreciate it because you're you're just so worried about well what's next, what's next. So that's that's one. And so just to play like into the scenario, let's say okay. that you did enjoy it and then you didn't audition at all. Like nothing how, would have been different. Nothing would have that's been different. That's the thing. Wouldn't have been it wouldn't have made any difference. Okay. I should have Thoroughly enjoyed it. I should have stayed there every last day. And then when the gig was done, gone back and started back auditioning. That's mm. that's the lesson. I really should have. I mean, I, I enjoyed a lot of it because I had concurrent contracts. But right. the last one I really didn't enjoy, you know. And had it only been a singular contract, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed most of it. Yeah, yeah. cool. I like that. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of the, you know, appreciate yeah, appreciate yeah. what you've got in the the time that you've got it. I mean, I've been thinking a lot about that actually, yeah, because of the move and everything is just like, mm. you know, I I can't just associate all of the happiness with the excitement for the move. It's also everything else that's going on right now, you know, that I've just gotta like spend time doing the things that I care about and not just thinking about the the big singular thing that's going on or what I'm hoping to happen, have happen in the future. Yeah. 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 You have to enjoy the ride. I love that advice. Melody ears open. <laughs> I mean, I can relate. <laughs> yes. Very much. So, you know, I think I I've seen people do it too. You know, like there are people who will get on like a six month cruise contract and like not even enjoy it. I mean, you're you you're going to be gone for six months anyway. You might as well enjoy the time. But yeah. No, I mean it's it's hard because it's n- there's never unless you're like locked in on a series. There's no job security, and even then, it can still get canceled out of nowhere. So yeah. it's just you know it's hard to it's hard to feel secure. Yeah. It's- yeah. It's also interesting that trying to think back to when I was actually performing and as a kid, like if I even had that mindset, like was like I don't think I had the like the awareness to be like, oh, I've got to be auditioning to keep on working. I think I was just like mine didn't kick in until well, I had to work. Like it, it well, really didn't kick in until like high school and then just like adult life of being like, oh shit, I have to like I have to keep working if I want. Both of you didn't have that mindset because we were very conscious about making it. It was just fun. It wasn't mm-hmm. work for you. The yeah. work, the fact that you were paid was like gravy. I mean, it was mm-hmm. meant to be fun. It was never like we were farming you out to make money. 
And, no, and right. we were never, Mitchell, for you, you just happened to, Mitchell the Golden Boy, it just happened that <laughs> there were young boy roles that just kept popping mm-hmm. up one after the other when you were working. And so you had such a steady stream and you had built this reputation just because they were there. I mean, it, right. I wasn't going out looking for it for you. It just was popping up. And then pe- once people knew who you were, they were like calling us going, oh, would he be interested in doing this? So it was never really about finding the work for you. And I really mm-hmm. hope both of you had fun when you were younger doing this. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was really about, you know, the the parties and the eating out and, you know, putting on clothes and burning pine cones. I mean. <laughs> yeah. The, the reason that I bring it up was because I didn't even process how I got to the auditions or like how they came up. Like, I don't understand the it business at all, to yeah, be honest, because yeah, yeah. because mom handled it all for, for right. me in particular. And then like once all the stuff started like then I started saying no to things because the voice changed and then it was like okay well I'm I'm done but like up until that point it was just like oh you have an audition for me sure I'll do it and or it was like the yeah you never pursued auditions on your own you just it was just a thing you did it was like baseball for you really right right. I was just being yeah that's exactly it that's a great thing it's like it was 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 like my yeah it was it was a hobby it was something that like mom and dad essentially signed me up for that I was like yeah let's do it let's do it like any chance you get like sign me up for it but like i didn't know that there were other things i could sign up for and people used to say to us hey where do you sign up for that we're like (laughs) that's not all there is to it exactly yeah how did you get her on Broadway? <laughs> yeah, I did just sign up. There's a list. Did you not see it? <laughs> yeah, which, which website do I go to? www.broadwayshow.com. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then you pick one. <laughs> www.takemymoneyrightnow.com. <laughs> well, it's uh what what's your number 2? I'm curious what your number okay, 2 is. Okay, so my number 2 is that being cast in things is truly out of your control. And you will never know why. And here's my story for that. So back in the day of the original company of 42nd Street, they cast all their ensemble girls. And there was one that was like, I don't know, she was 4'11 or 5 feet. Or she was teeny, teeny, tiny. And the show ran forever. And as time went on and people had to be replaced, the joke was that you didn't really have to know how to tap. You just had to fit the dress. And years later, when I was doing Showstoppers and I was casting things, I had a moment when I was like, oh my God, because I had a dress that had to be a costume and it wasn't a matter of who could sing the song. It was a matter of who could fit the dress. Ooh, perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was like, holy cow, yep. that was We're not trying to lie. change that aspect to have, yes, to have the clothes fit the actors, not the actors fit the clothes. But of course, very, but, but it's that's a great just an example, example of, yeah. yeah, you can't, you, you'll never know why. Yeah, it's so. like, it's a, you know, it could be as simple as your hair isn't the right color or you look too much like another character or you look like someone the casting director doesn't like. Literally could be absolutely nothing, just doesn't. Some but like it just doesn't work, but it just has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to remember, so but very true. Yeah. 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 Dealing with ambiguous reasons or like just being okay with not knowing is is a skill in its own right of like being able to let something go and move on to the next. Mm-hmm. But I guess that kind of relates to your first one too, mom. Like it's it's like, you know, some things are out of your control, but the ones that are in your control that you're in the present for, like you've got to focus in on that. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't spend your time thinking about things that are out of your control. 
What's the, All right, what's and here's three? here's my last one, and this is a really hard thing because it's such a personal business. But you are not defined by the work, and you are not defined by the amount of work. Mm. And my example for this was right around the time that Mitch was born. It was very very popular to send. I think it still is, but to send these big long Christmas what I did this year letters. Mm. And that was when I was kind of transitioning and I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm done. I prefer being a mom. And I still had a lot of friends in the business. And I would get these letters at Christmas time. So-and-so did this role at this theater, da 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 It was like literally somebody's resume. And I was thinking about it and I was thinking, you know, do the lawyers send a letter going, well, I want this case, this case, and this case? Or do the doctors send letters going, hey, I, I cured this, this disease, yeah. this disease? You know, it's it's the only industry where you feel like you have to constantly validate yourself by what you have done. Mm -hmm. And it's not that important. It's just a job. It's not who you are. It's a job. It's the only job that people seem to have to continue to validate. And it makes me sad. Yeah. Donald Glover had a really great bit about that in one of his comedy specials, where it's very true, where acting is the only thing that you consistently have to prove to people that you can still do. Like, he was on Community and still, like, had to prove that he could be funny and act, but he was like, you never look at a Subway worker, and they say they work at Subway, and you're like, make me a sandwich. Like, prove it, you know? You just... Right. Yeah, of course you do. Like, a plumber, you're not like, okay, fix my toilet then. Like, they don't have to prove themselves, <laughs> but anything exactly. in the arts... Which is so interesting to me, because art is so subjective anyway, like, that's the point of it, is that you don't have to understand it or even appreciate it for it to be art. It's still art, you know? Yeah. 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 All good things and all very tough, Mom. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I thought about it for a little bit, but I mean, that's what I, you know what, if somebody had told me that, I wouldn't have listened. Oh, Mm -hmm. of course. Hindsight is always 2020. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, well, I mean, hopefully people can think really critically about it and like, like take little nuggets from what you're saying. Cause I I think that I'm even using all, I'm going to start using some of those things just my day to day life today. Yeah. Um, It's really helpful. I mean, I, I like think thinking through as uh, human beings, we have a hard time living in the present in general, especially in the United States. It's very centered on what can you do next? What's the next step? How do you make money? How do you do whatever? How do you become higher in your social class? All of these things that don't really matter. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> of course, yeah. in our minds, mater- like I say that, yet it still matters to me sometimes. You know, it's the same thing with like social media. It doesn't matter, but it does matter. It's it's all the power that you give it. But it's like, you know, we have to remember <laughs> that this is just like life is literally whatever you make it to be. So obviously there are people who have way more resources, so it's a lot easier for them to do such things. But in everyone's day-to-day life, you can find little moments of like, okay, I'm really thankful for this, or I'm going to try to actually stay in the moment and not think about what's happening tomorrow because tomorrow and yesterday don't exist. You that's only have you know now, what you know that's where we are in this family right now we have to take it day by day and yeah. appreciate every second of every day yeah you know yeah yeah 100%. even the second that that i get home after a nice visit with with you guys and i find oh there's a lot of kitty puke all over my uh <laughs> okay. computer oh. on your computer it was my work computer it's okay oh, oh no <laughs> 
Ter- Terry, if it you're listening to this salmon. episode, don't don't worry, Terry. Like it's all cleaned up. We're good. <laughs> I started telling. Yeah, Terry. <laughs> Terry, uh, Hi, Terry posted on. She may not listen. Uh, no, I, I think she might listen to this episode. But she uh, she said that she'd post this on her social media. She liked our Aww, episodes. Thanks, but Terry. Don't, don't, thanks, Terry. But don't <laughs> don't worry, Terry. The computer's fine. Um, it's all right. Her puke isn't that chunky anyway. She just needs the chunky. <laughs> she just licks things. <laughs> yeah. No, it's Aww, true. Poor thing. Yeah, no, but everything's spick and span clean. But yes, Good. I appreciate all the moments, and yeah, I I agree, mom. I agree. I mean, it's it's hard to remember, especially when you get caught up in work or caught up in relationships or anything. It feels like the end. Everything feels like the end of the world. And it's like not like in some cases. Yeah. If you do something drastic, it's going to affect a lot of things. But that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be bad. The worst thing that can happen isn't isn't usually as bad as you think it is. Yeah, it's all in your head. You play it up. Yeah. Well, this was wonderful. Thank you, Mom. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on again. Hey, thanks for listening. For more information about the podcast, visit our website, www.artisticpodcast.com. If you liked the episode, do us a favor and share it with a friend. It's the best way to help people find our podcast and will help support the show. For updates on new episodes and content, you can follow us at The Artistic Pod on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next week. See ya.